Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. Love it. So if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. Please. To... <laughs> please. Please contact please, us. Please. We need affirmation. Two easy ways to do so, Father. What are they? You could email us at uh, ignition at sfcatholic.org. That's I-G-N-I-T-I-O-N at S-F-C-A-T-H-O-L-I-C dot O-R-G. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I can read. Or you can tweet at us. And spell. Uh, at SF Diocese, so the Dawson uh, Twitter handle, SF Diocese, and use the hashtag Ignition so we can filter through the long stream of uh, ats that we get Absolutely. in our Twitter inbox. Yes. Um, Tweet. So, Father, you and I were, were recording this the afternoon of Mardi Gras, which was probably a mistake. Because we're kind of lethargic after our Mardi Day lunch. Mardi Gras Day lunch. Mardi. Now get a good time roll. We need to persevere in, in recording our episodes of Ignition. We do. We do. Because uh, uh, you know, tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. I've got, uh, I, if you don't know, listeners, I'm a, a priest at parishes in the diocese. I'm at St. Paul's Catholic Church in White, South Dakota, and the Pius Twelfth Newman Center, which serves South Dakota State University. Uh, I've got uh, three masses tomorrow evening, five o'clock, seven o'clock, and nine o'clock. Candlelight. Nice. I won't use ashes from the candles for the imposition no. of ashes. <laughs> okay. Ashes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, a lot of masses tomorrow, and uh, and eating too much on Mardi Gras right now to say goodbye to some things I won't see again. Exactly. Until Easter. However, dear listener, as you're listening to this, everything was just we've just told you has already happened. Whoa. Wow. So this, this I'm talking to the future. <laughs> future listeners of Ignition, I'm talking to you right now. So listen so to my voice. You are probably listening to this on or around February 25th. If you haven't turned it off right now. Exactly. And so that means that we are a good couple weeks into Lent as you're listening to this. Um, and if you're anything like me, the tough can get no, no. The going can get tough. Yeah, the going gets tough and rough. Yeah. So so we want to talk today about persevering in Lent because, I, Father, I don't know about you, but for me, this can be an issue. Um, and and we'll talk a little bit later. It's me? Okay. Um, no, I said issue as like an oh, issue. Oh, I thought you said it's you as in it is no, no, me. No, okay. no, this is totally me. <laughs> totally me. Um, but how to persevere in, you know, a lot of us as, as Catholics and, and other Christians do this as well, some of them at least, uh, make Lenten resolutions or uh, take on um, some extra spiritual disciplines um, as, as part of our- Prayer, fasting, almsgiving. I think somebody talked about those before somewhere. Episode number, I you don't have that? Jesus. In the oh, gospel. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Um, we, we make these <laughs> resolutions and, and, and we try and, and, you know, with a few couple weeks into Lent, it can kind of, kind of get tough. And, and we're going to talk about today about how to persevere in right. those resolutions. Um, I, this could be a very short episode, father. I can tell you how to, how to persevere in Lent with three simple words. Yes. Actually one contraction and two <laughs> words. Ready? Go. Don't give up. 
don't give up. Thank you very much for listening to Ignition. Until next time. <laughs> this is going to be a long outro. <laughs> we really like the outro music. Yeah, so if you how to persevere, don't give up. But we do have more to say, don't we? We do. Okay. But that's the most important thing is don't give up. So why was the most, it's the really the most important thing. Right. Why is it the most important thing? Well, if you give up, then you can't persevere. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's at the heart of perseverance is that perseverance implies courage, perseverance, fortitude imply right. the fact that it's arduous, that it's difficult, um, that there is opposition, that there is exterior and internal opposition. Uh, to what you're trying to do. And so there's that need to uh, uh, to outlast the opposition, at least to endure the opposition until such time as you accomplish what you're seeking to do. Right, right. So we could leave it at just that. Don't give up. Right. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Uh, but we are going to say more than that. We will say more than that. Okay. So we'll try and give maybe uh, listeners in the course of this episode some reminders, maybe to try and uh, root us into the reasons for the season of Lent. And then uh, maybe a little bit just about the virtue of fortitude itself. What, it, what is a virtue that there is such a thing as a virtue and then uh, what to do if you fail in your resolutions. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's start off with the first on that list then um, again, following up on the basic foundation of not giving up. I think it's good father to begin with. Why do we do this to begin with? And we joke, you know, cause Jesus said, right. So. Which is a great reason to do things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why well, did? Because Jesus said so. But why did he ask? Why did he say so, though? And, and that's a, a, we can ask about of every dimension of our faith. Why did our Lord make it so? Right. Right. Um, At a certain point, though, don't you have to say, like, I believe it because he said it's so, and then later on go for why? Well, so thank you. Yeah. So I think we should always yes. accept it in faith, and then we seek to understand. Right. Which is the instead of being convinced to believe, correct? Right. We 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 believe in order to understand more fully. Right. Instead of I understand more fully in order that I might at some point come to believe. Yep. Um, which is, boy, that'd be a good. Have we done an episode on that? I don't know. I I, I feel like we have, but I, that's the the traditional definition. As you know, the traditional definition of theology. Fide, fides quaerum. Quaerens intellectum. Quaerens intellectum. Faith, faith seeking understanding. We 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 believe it. We, we know it's true by virtue of faith, by literally by the virtue of faith. Right. But then we seek to understand it more fully. Right. Um, so, but why, you're right. Uh, total but, tangent, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, so why d- d- does Jesus give us these, these, the idea of spiritual disciplines and resolutions that we particularly observe during Lent, but we're called to do them um, throughout our Christian life? Right. So again, first of all, Jesus does give them these things. In fact, uh Throughout the scriptures, the Old Testament, we are a people of fasting, abstinence, and almsgiving. Right. I mean, that is the identity of the people of the book, right? Uh, whether it be uh, Jewish or Christian, that's what we do. Um, and even the, uh, 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 well, I need to say this tenderly and carefully, politically correct. Um, even when Islam was created after, uh, as kind of a <laughs> well, anyway, so even uh, yes, Islam as well is something that came after in time after Christianity has the idea of fasting, uh, almsgiving, right. and right. abstinence. Right. Um, so it, it's part of our roots in that way. But our Lord speaks about it. So why? Uh, for the fact that uh, to make sure the uh, the body's at the service of the soul and in a proper union with the soul, and the body doesn't begin to dominate. 
uh, the soul and the bodily desires, the bodily life, the material life doesn't dominate the life of the soul. So the the because of original sin, uh, we are we're messed up. We're disintegrated. Right. Our, so things should be properly ordered, but right. they're not. So our, our 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 passions should our passions are good. Right. They're very good. But very good. But they should be ordered by our intellect and our will. But too often it's the other way around. Right. That our passions are the boss of us. Exactly. So so uh, we we don't take on these mortifications because we think the body is bad. Far from it. Right. We believe the body is good, but we recognize that 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 um, and not just bodily desires, if you will, not just bodily passions, but also intellectual passions um, can can we become disordered. So we're right. trying to we're trying to reassert the proper order, trying to become integrated once again. Right. So that's that's part of this season of Lent in that way is that reintegration of the person. Um, and so when we think of our Lenten disciplines in that way, that's. Uh, you always want to keep that in mind, and that's that's a good way to help keep you focused and persevering uh, during Lent. Right. Um, one of the uh, kind of obstacles to that perseverance, though, is just kind of realizing maybe how weak we are. Right. Um, I would say a, a good Lenten penance should, should leave you feeling like Lent was really rough or that Lent was even a, a quote-unquote failure by the time you get to the end of Lent. That if you chose your penance correctly, it should feel that way at the end. Right. Because that means you were challenged. That means it hit close to home. Uh, that means um, uh, it was effective in that regard. So I definitely think, and this might come up later. I'll just mention it briefly in case it does. Um, you can bite off more than you can chew sometimes. Like right. You can err that totally. way. I think this is a great place to talk about that. So, But on the other hand, <laughs> don't go too far the other way and just take a little teeny weeny nibble. Right. right. Uh, I'm going to uh, give up. Um, chocolate chip cookies made from Chips Ahoy, <laughs> yeah, which I never buy anyways. <laughs> but if I encounter them, I am not going to eat them. Right. So we can. So there, are, there are two errors to avoid when you are. And again, maybe you've already discerned what you. Hopefully, you've already discerned what you're doing. But even if you haven't yet, you could still can. And certainly for next year, thinking about how to discern what you're going to be doing. Um, don't bite off more than you can chew. Be prudent. Um, but the other, uh, actually, but it should be challenging nonetheless. Right. And again, with that challenge comes the idea that, um, it should expose in some way our weakness, our weaknesses, that we are fallen, that we are not capable of saving ourselves. Cause only when you realize you're incapable of saving yourself that you cry out to the savior. Right. Right. It might be, it might be a dramatic crying out to the savior. It might be it's kind of a simple daily crying out to the Savior. But that's what we want to do during Lent is make sure that we are in our daily life crying out to Jesus Christ, the only name who saves. And, and that's where, Father, there's a, there's a line um, uh, from St. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians that jumps out at me here. Um, chapter 12, verse 9, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Right. I, I, I love that notion from St. Paul, and it's, it's, it's a beautiful spiritual reality that our Lord's power is made perfect in our weakness. Right. And I should, therefore, I don't have to be afraid of my weakness. I don't have to be ashamed of my weakness. I don't have to run from my weakness. Not that we should be deliberately weak, deliberately sinful, deliberately right. failing, but when we do stumble and fall and fail, that's where Jesus saves. Yep. Yep. Jesus doesn't save the one who's got it all put together. Right. Because none of us do, and so in order to be saved, we have to recognize that we don't. Right. So recognizing my weakness, my need for a Savior. 
it, it's it's primary part of the Christian life. Right. 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 And so, uh, in that way, like I, um, some people will market, and you know, and they're in the marketing, they're trying to put stuff out, which I appreciate. But phrases like "have the best Lent ever," right? Like I feel like because it kind of makes it seem like like I'm af- what I'm afraid of when I hear that is that my parishioners uh, will see that and think that their Lent is only good if it was the bestest. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, hashtag awesome. You know, and also to the notion of like. You know, can you be honest about your Lenten experience? You know, or do you have to put on your face about a face about your Lenten experience, like you put on a face about everything else in your life? Right, right. Can you be honest about Lent? Lent sucked. Right. I ate steak on two Fridays. (laughs) I haven't done that yet. (laughs) Could happen. No. Although my mom and my dad, they they went to go visit my brother in college, and uh, he was in the biology club, and they would have a uh, a barbecue each year with swamp rat. Oh boy. What? And uh, yes, yeah, swamp rat, and uh, and uh, I've n- I never had it. But apparently, like they went down to visit, and they're driving back on Sunday after visiting him, and they're talking about what they did. <laughs> like, oh, and then we tried the swamp rat, and oh, we ate that on Friday. Oh, is that me? And so my mom went to their priest at home and just brought up. He's like, <laughs> I think you did your penance. <laughs> I think that was penance enough. You don't need to go to confession. Forgive for that. me, Father Fevson ate swamp rat on Friday in Lent. <laughs> Uh, so if you can't tell by the banter, you're listening to Ignition, which is a uh, podcast to ignite your efforts of the new evangelization. Always contact us with questions, uh, comments, requests for future episodes, e- ideas. You can email us. Ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet at us. SF Diocese, use the hashtag Ignition. So, Father, I think the, the virtue back when you said, um, don't give up. Don't give up. The virtue that came to my mind is the virtue, appropriately so, the virtue of fortitude. One of the four cardinal virtues, one of the the primary moral virtues of of the Christian life, of the human life. Um, The virtue of fortitude. Uh, So perseverance certainly falls under here. So Mm -hmm. I think maybe... Pray as, as a virtue of the Christian, not just human life, the Christian life as well, though. It's a gift that God can grant to us. Right. It's also one of these seven gifts of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Right. Yeah. So, so if nothing else, if you've been struggling this Lent, if you struggled any Lent, and, and we'll talk about that more in a bit, but if you're struggling, pray for the virtue of fortitude. Again, we're recording this um, the day before uh, uh, Ash Wednesday, the day before Lent is to begin. I, It's a good reminder to me to pray for this virtue as I enter into this season. It's a good reminder for me to maybe throw that into my homilies tomorrow. <laughs> Those three homilies, 5, 7, 9 p.m. Ouch. Meh. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. Although it is awkward because like, see people that have their ashes earlier in the day from like St. Thomas More as a 7 a.m. mass. Like, Father, where's your ashes? Yeah. Slacker. Five o'clock. So uh, pray for that virtue mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and ask, ask the Lord to persevere. And we'll talk more about that uh, here in a bit, but p- pray for the gift of perseverance in your Lenten resolutions. Amen, amen. And and yeah, because while it is a, f- a virtue in the sense of like a, hab- a habitual posture of the soul, we can receive gifts of it uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit, right. gifts of fortitude and, and perfect fortitude, even if we're imperfect and sinful and weak, uh, the Holy Spirit by his gift can give a, uh, a perfect outpouring of fortitude for us for some momentary action. Right. So ask. So Because if you ask for nothing, you get nothing. You get nothing. So, uh, Father, though, for, for those people who may be, I might be speaking to my past self at this point, 
Wow, we're speaking to the future and the past? Yeah, well, well, as I'm hearing... <gasps> what if somebody has failed in their Lenten resolutions? Oh, yeah. Oh, what, what to do? Yes, yeah. what to do. Well, you know, um, actually, isn't that a trick question? What, exactly? Well, I mean, like, in a certain sense, like, could you fail? I mean, isn't it like, we just talked about how, like, Lenten resolution should expose our weaknesses. Right. So, I mean, isn't that really a success if it shows that you need Jesus Christ in your life, even just to manage something like chocolate? So you're, you're that that's probably true. Like the, in that sense, there probably can't be a Lenten fail, right? If you will, right? What though about so? <laughs> what if like oh, maybe one of the hosts of this show who's not ordained. Um, one of the regular hosts of the show. Yeah, one of the regular okay. hosts. Of the, like, well, what if, like, oh, just for instance, me. You know, what if, what if I just you talk about yourself here? Yeah, myself. Okay. Yeah, Chris Bergwald. What if, what if he, what if I just like in years past have just bagged it uh-huh. a, a week or less, just gave it up, maybe in threw in the towel, the penitential season because I wasn't doing it. Yeah. Well. Well, my question would be: Were you still praying during? Like, did you still did, did you pray in an honest way from that failed devotion? No. Oh well, yeah, then you failed. <laughs> but the good so news what is, is so say more about that though. What what ought I have done, or if me at this point maybe again? Yeah. What if I failed already? I'm listening to this podcast because so, I remember. What do I need to do? You know, if, if your commitment during Lent was to uh, not eat any peanuts, right? And like, you know, a weekend you like utterly gave up and fail and just said, oh, I'm just going to eat all the honey roasted peanuts I want. Um, well, then you don't just pray and just like, Lord, I'm just, I'm utterly humbled. Lord, I'm incredibly weak. Lord, I can't even control this. So please save me. Lord, help me. And so, and so pray to invite him into that weakness, just as when you're struggling against those desires that you have things that you're giving up during Lent or just maybe more aware of your sinfulness during Lent. Um, by the way, just, I have to say this every year, giving up a sin for Lent mm. doesn't count. No. Because you should give up sin, period. Yep. Okay. Uh, so anyways, back to the- Public service announcement aside. Public service announcement. Can remember that in my homily. Um, but the, uh, um, yeah, right. So to, so to pray and invite our Lord into that failure, into that weakness, into that smallness, that littleness, that little death. Um, to not hide it away in shame or to hide it in kind of false braggadocia or something like that, but rather to um, to bring it to our Lord. But we should pick up that resolution, so to speak, anew. Oh, totally, totally. Right. So or, that, or a different one. If you have to change to a different so, one, there's, it's okay. So let me ask you about that because I, you know, I, I know that you uh, have not only experienced, but you also direct uh, Ignatian um, spiritual exercises. Is it one of the the mm. um, Rules of discernment that you, when, when in times of desolation, to persevere, to, to continue with whatever your resolutions are? Right. That um, things that you made during times of consolation, uh, don't give them up uh, in times of desolation. Right. Now, um, that assumes you made the decision during consolation. Uh. And so, you know, you might find, especially through the advice of like a uh, good priest confessor, a good spirit director, a good friend, you might discuss and find out that um you know you were far overreaching what you should try to do you know or maybe misheard what the lord wants you to do um in that sense uh with your lenten uh, uh 
penance, and so therefore, you know, it's it's right in a sense to to change that course. Okay, that's great. Okay, right. So, you know, for example, let's say you're really focused on some sin. Let's say it's the sin of making fun of people with glasses. And so you do some penance, like you decide you're going to wear your glasses, which you hate every day and they irritate your eyes. They don't work as well for vision, which is dangerous when you're on the road, uh, instead of your contacts, right? And so you say, I'm going to wear my glasses every day during Lent, and that's going to be my penance. Um, but our Lord might want you instead to actually be working on things like your humility. Right. You know, the humility of knowing your own weakness, of knowing your own sinfulness, knowing the fact that you have this propensity to make fun of people with glasses. I'm just using that as a sample sin. It could fit in for any sin that you just substitute whatever sin you struggle with in there for that. But our Lord might want you to grow in some way in some humility or some smallness before you attack that other sin directly. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So so that's why it can be okay to To change. change. Yeah. Yeah. Midstream, if yeah. you will. But if you made your decision in like a time of consolation, God's close, God's near. I uh, feel like you understand what He's doing at this point in your life pretty well. Well, then, yeah, um, I wouldn't change just because you stumbled and failed. So that's so. So we're really addressing there the importance of of properly discerning what your resolution is going to be. Right. Just you should just as you should have a proper discernment of everything in your spiritual life in your Christian life. Uh, so in the same way, and that doesn't mean it has to be a big elaborate process, by the way. Right. But uh, everything in your Christian life should be discerned in some regard, uh, and especially uh, a decision like this. Question. So, so say yeah, say more about, it doesn't have to be a big elaborate process, by well, the way. Well, just like, I mean, like discerning like a decision of what I'm going to do for Lent doesn't have to be something where you consult four different spiritual directors and spend eight holy hours on it uh, and, um, you know, write a mini book on your decision-making gotcha. process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so if, if, if this is where you're at a couple weeks into Lent struggling, um, so maybe I think twofold thing on the one, pray for the virtue of fortitude, right? Persevere, but do reflect a little bit. Is this the best, uh, is this the best discipline or resolution for me this year? Or, or, or as the, have these last couple weeks revealed, maybe there's somewhere else that God wants me to be attentive to. Right. And I think that's the most important thing for like, a real fruitfulness uh, in the Christian life is is working where God's working, and uh, multiple spiritual authors will talk about this. That um, you know, uh, there's a, one I'm thinking of right now. He's a he's a living spiritual author. He writes uh, from Rome. He's an Italian Jesuit. He he's actually the artist for the Year of Mercy symbol. Oh, I'm not yeah. the biggest fan of that uh, symbol, but um, I like some of his writings on discernment. He talks about how you know um, some people take up really like severe penances. And things in their spiritual life which don't bear a lot of fruit because they weren't asked for by God. Hmm. Compared to like a saint where you hear about them doing this small little penance and this huge gift of fruit comes from it. Does that make sense? Yep. And so, um, you know, I didn't even think like, time for a story? Please. Yeah. Okay. Do. This is more about discerning penances. Okay. Um, a couple of years ago, I had this grace uh, praying at mass. It's near, it was near the start of the school year. Uh, and I was praying at the Newman Center, and this thought comes into my head, like, you know, I can't convert this campus. Like, single-handedly, I'm short, you know, I, I just can't do it um, for all sorts of reasons. But God can, right? And so in that little thought, there's this great confidence in God, awareness of my weakness, my shortcomings, yes, but with my eyes resting upon the truth of the strength and the power of God and his desire to convert and to build up uh the, the students and the staff and the faculty of my campus and the people of my parish in white. Great thing to have, yeah? 
right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and then a couple weeks later, though, almost two months later, this thought comes in my head, you're not doing enough mm. for the people of God. You should be fasting more. You should be, why are you sleeping on a mattress? You should be sleeping on the floor mm. or something like this. Like, and I hear about some other people's austere things that they do. And just this voice, you should be doing more. And in there, my eyes rested upon myself and my own efforts, my mm -hmm. weakness, you know, instead of resting upon the Lord and his goodness. And I was kind of in a tizzy for like a week and a half or so until I realized what was going on in that, that, you know, I wasn't being led by the Lord in that case because it wasn't resting upon his goodness. Yeah, could I do more fasting? Yes, but I'm waiting for Jesus to tell me what's the more fasting I should do. Does that make sense? Yeah. So uh, if in your Lenten things, if you feel like your eyes, in a sense, your spiritual eyes begins to rest in on yourself uh, and only on yourself and not turning towards the strength and the goodness of God, then you're probably not doing the right Lenten penance. Gotcha. So uh, that requires being attentive, self-aware. And it, it requires quiet recollection. Right. Which are... <laughs> Again, maybe if you didn't take something on or maybe you feel prompted to do something else, those right there, quiet and recollection, are great penance or disciplines. Correct. So, yeah, so th th that's a different, uh, definite great way that if you live a life of quiet prayer, quiet recollection, you probably have a pretty good idea of what you need to do for Lenten penances. Right. And so if you're not living a life of quiet or recollection, maybe your Lenten penance should be... Quiet and recollection? Yes. Yeah. Turn off ignition... No, after we're done, after we're, we're, we're done. almost done. After we're done, <clears throat> so I, and I think um, again, you talked about how rec th those were graces that you were given, recognitions, the gift of of recognizing what mm -hmm. was going on. Mm -hmm. um, we were talking earlier about the virtue of fortitude; um, those gifts there, the importance of begging for those graces, begging for those gifts, begging for the grace to keep your Lenten resolutions. Mm -hmm. Again, God is our loving father. He desired, he recognizes the intention for which we're doing this. Right. Um, so, so plead, plead with him, beg him for the grace to persevere in, in your Lenten resolution. Father, we got about, about one minute left again. Uh, any, anything else you want to might say to those who who've taken on a penance and are just struggling. I mean, nothing striking. Me. I think we've covered the bases, but are we missing anything? No, um, I, I think we covered the basis in that way. And uh, um, just encourage all you listeners to keep asking for God's grace uh, for your Lenten penances and for it to really be this, this holy season of self-denial uh, as the prayers of the, of the Mass of Ash Wednesday speak. And I think just again, as you said at the beginning, um, and we talked about a little bit, challenge yourself. I mean, don't be afraid to challenge yourself and expose your weakness and give that to the Lord. Yep. Amen. Amen. No, you gotta, don't give up. Don't, don't give don't, up. Any questions? Exactly. Good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> then just don't give up and let's do it. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, if you have any questions about what, something we've talked today, if you got ideas for future episodes, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet at us, sfdiocese, use the hashtag Ignition. Again, for any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.